the volume. Moneyline Monaco is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. This is why I love betting on the FanDuel Sportsbook. There's great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, college basketball, and so much more. There's amazing new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You get your winnings if you want to cash out in as fast as two hours and how fun is it to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay discover the most popular same game parlays each day right when you log in presented by FanDuel on that homepage if you are new just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started right now sign up with promo code Monaco so they know I sent you disclaimer 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming. All right, welcome to another episode of the best gambling show ever. We're excited to have BJ Cunningham back, senior staff writer at the Action and co-host of the Wonder Goal podcast. BJ, thanks so much for coming back and talking some more picks with us. Appreciate the time and the insight. No problem. I mean, we're moving on to Friday now. You've just gone through all of Thursday games. You're you're hopefully up quite a bit of money, and we can use some of that money to fire away on some Friday games. Let's do it. Let's start out with the too high, too low, or just right spread talk. Let's go Duke here at minus 18 and a half on FanDuel against CSF. A little forward. Do you think this number's right where it should be, or is it a little high or even a little low? Yeah, I think this number's right where it should be. I'm obviously looking to fade Duke at some point in this tournament, but this is not the place. Uh, Duke can't defend a three-pointer. They can't stop anybody. Uh, in transition and they can't turn anybody over right now, which is a big time problem. But Cal State Fullerton is not going to exploit those. It's a very slow offense. They do a lot of dribble drive, trying to go to the rim. So they don't take a ton of three pointers. So I think Duke is pretty much off the hook here, but I have no interest laying it with Duke right now with how bad their defense is. So I think the number is right on. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking to fade them as well. Real quick while we're talking to them, how far do you see them going? Do you think they can get past if Michigan State wins their first round game? Do you think they can get past Michigan State, maybe make it interesting, get to the Elite Eight? I, all we're hearing is the Coach K last ride narrative. It seems like these guys aren't rising to the occasion. I'm going to talk about what Couture did to them on Natty TV the other day, posting 31 in a sec. But do you think this team can run the table at all? I know you said you're looking to fade them, but how far – into the tournament do you see them going uh it's basically the sweet 16 is the peak for me and i'll tell you what if they play michigan state i think they get by them but if they play davidson they are going to lose to davidson it's it's a horrible matchup for them you have a group of davidson players who wanted to go to duke but coach k wouldn't recruit them 
they, they, I mean, we'll talk about Davidson at another time, but incredible shooting team that can shoot Duke right out of the gym to, you know, is able to exploit a ton of Duke's weaknesses on defense, great defensive rebounding team. So if Davidson gets by Michigan state, uh, they are absolutely upsetting Duke. All right, BJ, we're moving over to Illinois against Chattanooga, fighting Illini minus seven and a half right now on FanDuel. You going too high, too low, or just right in that one? It's a little too high. Uh, first off, so Chattanooga is not that great defensively. And to defend Illinois, what you have to do is you got to defend Kofi in the post. You got to be able to defend the pick and roll with Kofi, and you got to be able to defend the three point line because they can throw four shooters out there and just light you up. Chattanooga is a pretty bad defense. I'll be honest. You look through any of their stats, they're pretty bad in every single category, but they do have the talent and athleticism to compete here with Illinois. They have two really good players in Malachi Smith and Silvio D'Souza, the Kansas transfer, who actually can match Kofi in the post. You know, Chattanooga, very experienced team, is able to push, if they're able to push the pace in this game, they're top 25 in terms of points per possession and transition. Illinois is outside the top 300 in defending in transition, uh, but Chattanooga doesn't play a ton in transition. So they're going to have to push the pace if they want to beat Illinois here. I have played Chattanooga plus five and a half. I think it's a little too high. I have Illinois around minus five. Uh, so I do think the mocks are definitely uh, live to cover here. Um, but again, it, it worries me how bad they are on defense. How much do you think this Illinois team can ride Kofi, you know, double, double machine up there with Shibwe as one of the best in the whole country. Can, can they ride him in this tournament? Do you think they're an early exit? They've been, a little disappointing this season as far as how far they could have gone in the big 10. But do you think this team can right some wrongs and, and maybe ride Kofi all the way to a little elite eight, something of that ilk? It really, honestly, it's going to depend on the three point shooting. I don't think it's really dependent on Kofi because I think he's going to get what he gets pretty much every single game. They're not going to be, they're going to be underdogs if they had to play Houston. So that's troublesome. But the thing is, is during the non-conference and why they were so good is they were shooting almost 40% from behind the arc. You know, when Kofi gets doubled down there, they get a ton of open three-pointers with four shooters on the floor. Well, now in Big Ten play, they're shooting under 35% from behind the arc. So that's why you've seen them kind of struggle a tad bit here and there. So it's going to be very dependent on if they can get hot from behind the arc. If they can't, they might lose to Chattanooga. If they can, well, they might ride it all the way past Arizona, who they almost beat uh, in Champaign earlier this season. So it's really just going to be dependent on if they can get hot from behind the arc or not. Take a shot on college hoops this March with a risk-free bet on FanDuel Sportsbook. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. All customers get a risk-free bet on the bracket. Just sign in to the FanDuel Sportsbook app to claim yours today. New to FanDuel? Sign up with promo code MONACO to get in on the action. Then you can bet on that underdog you've had your eye on. Or just go with the favorite. Either way, it's risk-free. For me, I'm loving myself a little North Carolina over Marquette. They're undefeated on four-plus days off, 8-0 this season. This is a top-three rebounding team in the country. They have three guys in double digits. Baycott's going to absolutely feast. I just think Marquette, a little hot and cold, a little Jekyll and Hyde. Give me the Tar Heels coming in with a W for this bet. And with cash out, the ball's in your court. So you can close out your bet whenever you want before the game is over. There's no better place to bet the tournament than FanDuel Sportsbook. Join now with promo code MONACO. Or if you already have an account, sign into the FanDuel Sportsbook app to claim your risk-free bet today. 
Allstate Disclaimer. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Wyoming, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund $5. Offer is non-transferable. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 Arizona 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org forward chat Connecticut 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com forward slash RG Colorado Indiana New Jersey Virginia 1-877-770-STOP Louisiana 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK 467-369 New York, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. I love it. All right, let's get into fader follow here, round two. I'll kick us off. We have a Virginia Tech ACC championship team going against Texas from the Big 12. I'm going to take the Hokies here, BJ, I, I, they're eight and three straight up and against the spread in non-conference games. They play excellent defense. They can shoot. They rebound. I mean, I really watched them play classic quintessential college basketball against Duke and beat them by 15 and beat them pretty handily. And I saw what Couture did. And if he gets any kind of a heater that he did against Duke where he went for 31, I think this team could be tough to beat. I look at Texas. I know the days off thing shouldn't be so big of a deal, but they're only two and seven on four plus days off. They're also only two and nine against the spread against ranked opponents. Not prevalent here, but Virginia Tech to me is just kind of a team with that Austin Powers mojo right now. I don't see them being one and done at all in this tournament, especially off of winning the ACC championship. And if you have any thoughts on Couture and how much you can keep it going here, are you with me or are you going with the big 12 in this one? I'll be ultimately following you. So to put some numbers that Virginia tech, like I agree with you, they're an incredibly underrated team all season long, uh, fifth nationally in terms of spacing the floor, ninth in shot making 29th in open three point rate. And they're shooting over 39% from behind the arc. So this is a really, really good team but the what worries me is texas is unbelievable in the half court they're actually second overall in college basketball in points per possession allowed in the half court which virginia tech plays an incredibly slow pace with pretty much all of their possessions coming in the half court so that worries me and texas it's a team that if you go through your bracket and you study these matchups they're going to grade out really really well analytically both offensively and defense they're pretty efficient but there are times when you watch texas where they go through these shooting droughts for five sometimes 10 minutes that can just take them completely out of games the tcu game a perfect example in the big 12 tournament they've done it three or four times already this season so it doesn't make me feel good i do like virginia tech i think they're uh, definitely um shouldn't be an underdog against texas but also what worries me is these teams that win their conference tournament that aren't expected to for the first time in a really long time there tends to be a little bit of a hangover coming to the ncaa tournament you saw with illinois last year getting ousted by Loyola Chicago. And there's been a couple other cases as well. So that worries me a tad. But again, if you're just looking at this from a pure number standpoint, I do think Virginia Tech is an unbelievably underrated team. So I will ultimately be following you at plus one. One of my favorite bets of the entire Friday is Davidson plus one against Michigan State. Michigan State is one of the more overrated teams in the country. So 
There's an analytics site out there called Shot Quality that measures expected results and then uh, also expected points. So Michigan State finished the team with finished the season with a six and ten record over the last sixteen games. If you look at Shot Quality, they should have gone one and fifteen in those games. They've been incredibly lucky. They're a very inefficient offense. 299th in terms of their shot selection. They're 334th in rim and three point rate, which are the two most valuable shots in half court offense that has caused them to rank outside the top 200 in points per possession, both half court and transition. So even though Davidson is not that great of a defensive team, Michigan state's not gonna be able to exploit their weaknesses. Also Davidson top 10 defensive rebounding team, in the entire country. So Michigan state's gonna have no second chance points whatsoever. Davidson, if you haven't seen them, one of the best shooting teams in all of college basketball, they can shoot anybody out of the gym over 38% from behind the arc. They play a very, very slow tempo with a lot of their possessions coming in the half court, which is a big advantage against Michigan state who wants to get out and play in transition. Also, there's a fun uh, story going on here. Foster lawyer, the point guard for Davidson played three years at Michigan state mainly on the bench was a captain. Now it's having a breakout year for Davidson could get some big time revenge against the Spartans. Also, uh, Spartans point guard Tyson Walker is really up in the air to play. Uh, he sprained his ankle in the Big Ten uh, tournament. So it's looking like right now that he might not play. So I don't think the Wildcats should be underdogs at all against Michigan State. So I love Davidson plus one. Are you fading or following me on Davidson? Oh, I'm following you. I love this. I love the Foster narrative too. Michigan State. I know they're a tournament team, I, I think, for probably – you know, novices, people out there looking at just the bracket, they may go with them as the name, but I, everything you broke down with Davidson. And I think they're coming in a little Snickers hangry. They had that Richmond game the, the, all the way up until the very end. So I think that's going to be extra motivation for them as well. And I love that narrative of the ex Spartan coming in Foster and Ballin. So I'm with. All right. I'm going to move to this one. I'm, <laughs> I feel like I know when you're following when you're not. We'll see what you got for me on this one. I'm going to take the USC Trojans here, BJ, a minus one and a half against the Hurricanes. If this was college football, this would be a premier matchup. I can't get over the drop-off of this USC team that was fifth in the country at one point, starting out 13-0. and we got Evan's brother, Isaiah, 14 and eight guy. They got four guys that are capable of going double figures any game. They're top 10 in rebounding. I think this game does come down to second chance points. And I do lean the Trojans watching Miami against Duke. I wasn't all that impressed. I know some people are high on the hurricanes, but I'm going to go with the Trojans here and hope that Isaiah channels is Evan who dropped the 30 piece the other night for the Cavs. And swallow the one and a half. Are you fading or following? I'm following. I actually really like this match for USC. One, mainly like to your point, they have a massive size advantage. Trojans are fourth in average height. Miami's 212th in that same category. Uh, USC 26th in offensive rebounding percentage. Miami 266th in defensive rebounding percentage. So big time advantages there. Uh, Trojans are also the number two team in the country in field goal percentage allowed at the rim, whereas where a lot of Miami's shot attempts are coming because they have the one, the lowest three point rates in the ACC. So if Miami isn't shooting a high percentage of threes and they're not able to score efficiently at the rim, that means they're going to be forced into a ton of mid range jumpers, which USC is also top 100 in the country, top 100 in the country at defending. So I, I agree with you. I love this matchup for USC uh, at minus one and a half Let's to round it, to round it out. One of my favorite picks, we're going to go with a total uh, Auburn Jacksonville state over 138 points. If you're looking for a three point shooting contest, uh, this is the game for you. 
So <laughs> Jacksonville State uh, is going to be completely outmatched in the front court against Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler. Their tall, two tallest guys are 6'10 and 6'7. So they just don't have the height to compete with them. But so if they're going to win, they're just going to have to shoot a ton of three-pointers, which they are very used to doing. They're 11th in the country in three-point field goal percentage and take them at a top 60 rate. They're two guards, the two Jalens, Jalen Gibbs and Jalen Finch are both shooting over 40% from behind the arc. Auburn defensively is obviously very hard to score against at the rim with their two big guys, but they tend to struggle defending three-pointers. They're outside the top 100 in three-point efficiency allowed, and they're 206th in open three-pointer point rate allowed. So I think Jacksonville State will actually be able to light them up from deep, but again, the the uh, the down low match of a Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith. I mean, they should be able to just score at will in the paint. So I think, and if this game is pay- played at Arkansas's liking, which they are the favorites, so it should be played at a very very fast pace. Arkansas is top ten in terms of points for possession and transition. Well, Jacksonville State is eighth in the country in points for possession and transition. So if this is a track meet, up and down, a lot of three pointers, I think this is going way over the total. So I love over 138 and a half points. Are you fading or following me? I'm I'm rounding it out four for four, my friend. I love it. I mean, look, they're not coming into Kessler's paint, averaging what four four and some change blocks per game. They're great in the interior defense. They are going to have to get it done on the outside. And to your point, I think we all love a high pace, fast pace, three point shooting type game. One thirty eight and a half. I'm with you, man. I'm following. I want to thank BJ for coming on with us. Make sure to check out his pod, the Wonder Gold Podcast, and all things Action Network content. Good luck to everyone in all of their bets. We hope you got some value on these podcasts. And happy March Madness. Hell yeah. BJ, thank you so much. That was awesome. No BJ, problem. Thank you, man. It was great to meet you. I appreciate it. You're, you're incredible with that insight. It was a pleasure to talk with you. Pleasure to talk to you, too. Thanks for having me on. Anytime, buddy. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. The volume.